And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Don't ask me to rank you guys. How about that? Hello, everybody, and welcome to your most favorite hour uh, of your Halloween week and beyond. It's Under the Radar! Presented by Tops Project 70, I think. I don't even know if that's run out, but we're giving them a shout-out anyway. uh, Because there's a crazy Babe Ruth card out now by our friend Alex Pardee. Anyway, with me as always... Your friend of mine. Hey, how's it going? My friend and yours, Ika. What's up? What's up? Good to be What's back, up, guys. Good. We didn't know when we were going to do this again. Yeah, and then Nando wrote, I missed doing the show. So I was like, let's do the show. Let's do it tomorrow. And that's the only way to do it with these guys. You just got to say, okay, tomorrow, three to four. And then we're now here, here we are. And we're doing it. And Nando was like, well, I'm not sure. And I was like, all right, we're doing it three to four. And he's like, all right, I guess I got to show up. And then so. DVR messed around, and now we're, we got to do a shorter show because of his internet. Yeah. Internet. Blame Comcast. I blame Comcast. Actually, I will say one thing about Comcast, having been on the road through many years, um, Comcast has a really good, used to have a really good DVR. That's all I wanted to say. That's not Derek ironic Van choice of words. Yeah, I was going to say. No, not, <laughs> they had right. a really good DVR. Really good, uh, uh, whatever it is, DVR like video recorder. Yeah, they got a really salty DVR right now digital video recorder that's what it is it's a digital video recorder there we go it's under the radar Here under the radar no. <laughs> our rundown today is uh dvr copied and pasted our text exchange from last night and just dumped it in so yep. it might take a second to go from topic to topic because there's stuff in there that's you know just general chatter um i do want to get into uh dvr did a very very early mock dra- or actual draft is it a mock draft or an actual draft no it's a real draft it counts really did you do it at AFL? Nope. You didn't go to AFL. I didn't None go. None of us went to AFL. No. Greg Jewett. I could not go. Uh, oh, sorry, it's not AFL. Really, it's AFL, but it's like the first pitch Arizona, the Ron Chandler Baseball HQ brainchild, mm-hmm. um, where a lot of people get together and do baseball. I can never go because of football. Um, I assume DVR can't go because of rates and barrels, and uh, Ian uh, texted us that he's just too good for it and didn't want to talk to the commoners. So. Yeah, that was not right, but yes, <laughs> I couldn't go. No, I couldn't. I unfortunately I couldn't go. I really wanted to go, and I'm very hopeful that there's going to be one in Florida. And then other for that, I will go because I think that's where, if it's happening, uh, where labor will be drafting next year. Nice. And you're the reigning yeah. champ of. Are you the reigning champ of labor? Al labor, yes. And the reigning champ. And what else are you reigning champ of? Uh, Dynasty League One. Derek Van Riper is the reigning champ of khaki. That's it. Um, Yeah, yeah. But we have some good stuff here. I I, I think I have an answer to the question of the umpires. I'm sort of excited to get into that. Go ahead. And we're not going to talk too much about the playoffs because DVR, Eno, and Britt are doing a daily podcast of, of, you know, of what's happening. So it's going to be more general stuff, but we're going to have to talk a little bit about last night and a little bit about this, a little bit about that, because it's fun. It's baseball. It is fun. DVR, whenever you do a show with Britt, are you like, I can't believe she stooped to this level to do a show with me and Eno. Do you just marvel at that every day? Yeah, it is surprising. She's pretty cool. Yeah, she's on her way to win an award, potentially, like a real journalism award, the Edward Murrow Award. And I'm out here, like, digging into spreadsheets, talking about Thai France. Yeah, but you won the FSWA Best Podcast Award. So it's not like, you know, if she's if she could be on any podcast, Rates and Barrels is the podcast to be on, right? Probably debatable, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? What other ones? Should... Well, anyway, shout out to Brit. Like, I remember, like, way before we started The Athletic, I was reading her on Roto World. Like, you know, these names that we're working with now? And you're like, oh, man, I used to, like, I know who you are, like Dan Connolly, and now I'm slacking with you. Uh, which is kind of cool. I don't know why. Like just back in the day when this, like you know, the Baltimore Suns Dan Connolly reported. You're like man, this yeah. Guy, this and guy. we were, you know, we were 
uh, we were going to do an After Dark, but I can't do After Dark. It screws me, man, because I get so excited and so juiced from doing the show that I don't end up in bed till like three in the morning. It's like being, <laughs> it's like doing theater again. Because, it, you know, it's like doing a show. You do a show and you're like, hey, that was fun. I'm going to do a show and now I'm awake. So, you know, and then I got to wake up at 7 a.m., which is no fun, you know, to go get life going with kids and stuff. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Got to come Easy. back to the West Coast, Ian. It's true. But here. Ice coffee. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, come on, let's get into this. Uh, I don't understand what robo-umps thing you want to talk about, but the floor is yours, all right. sir. All right, so uh, here, I think I have a plan here. I'm curious and then we'll what get into DVR's draft, because there's some really crazy stuff, I think, in this draft. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's, here's, so everyone's talking about the robo-umps for balls and strikes because of the terrible job of some umpires, not all umpires, but some umpires. And but people are worried. Like, is it going to slow down the game? Like in the in the league that they were doing it in, pitches would go right down the middle, and it would be like you know, and the computer would get it wrong. So they're going to have to figure that out. But here's how I think it, they could do it: you have a regular game with an umpire behind the plate, then three or maybe four times over the course of an entire game, the bench can challenge a ball strike call. So it's not every pitch is checked. But there's a pitch that feels like it's two inches off the the plate. And then you you know in tennis where they go and they challenge and it becomes like this really like hot moment where it's like, oh, is it in? Is it out? Is it in? And it's like by the corner of an inch it's in or by a corner inch it's out. And it's this very dramatic moment in tennis. Have that same experience up on the screen. You see the pitch go and it's like an inch outside. It They change the call from a ball to a strike. Is that not the answer to the question? I feel like that's the answer to the question. Yep, that's the answer because you can't go completely to automated balls and strikes anytime soon. The tech isn't ready. You don't want big calls, especially like the check swing that ended oh. the giant season. That shouldn't end a season. There should be a few calls like that. It could be called strikes, called balls and strikes, and check swing appeals that you can appeal Yeah, three per game max. That'd be great. You get all three right, maybe you get a fourth, whatever the numbers yep. are. I don't care. The key to all of this, and this is why it works so well in tennis, is speed. The problem with MLB's replay system, aside from the number of plays that aren't reviewable, are the number of things that take two and a half minutes to sort out. Well, let's go to the headset, and they bring out the two people with the, the backpacks and the stuff over their shoulders. Like that, They need to clean that up. They need to speed up that process. You, should, you should barely know that a review is happening when you're watching on TV. You should barely know there's a problem when you're at the game watching in person when something's reviewed. It should be that quick, and it can be that quick. It's just a matter of making that process more efficient. Yep. So, I mean, I think, I don't know why no one's come up with this yet, unless someone has come up with it, and you can write to us on Twitter and say, yeah, yeah and you probably heard it over there because this guy said it already, but I don't think so, and I think that's the thing. Somebody gets your Manfred. Who's got Manfred? Let's get Ken Rosenthal. Actually, I'm going to call Doug Glanville. Right after the show, I'm call, I owe Doug Glanville a call. No, I'm not going to call him on air, but I'm going to call Doug Glanville because then he's going to, he could do it. Yes, this is very good. I think I have an answer. Can you imagine is, how I, excited Doug Glanville was when actor Ian Khan asked for his phone number? And Are you every, serious? And now every Doug week Glanville. he's got to field, field a, a call from <laughs> Listen, no, I don't get to talk to Doug. Doug, Doug, but Doug is awesome. What a great guy. No, he was a fan of Turn Washington Spies. I don't remember. I think he reached out to me on Twitter once, and I was like, you're Doug Glanville, man. Like, holy smoke. And then we, you know, exchanged phone numbers, and, and yes, we, we've we never traded. We've never played in a fantasy league together. But I go back to Stratomatic Baseball. He was a one in center field, double A, one to 17 speed. That's what I, and he, he's a huge Stratomatic fan, Doug Glanville. Anyway. So oh, wait that's a second, the you plan. call it Turn Washington Spies, not just Turn? Yeah, because the show's called Turn Washington Spies. This is the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the podcast about fantasy baseball. I'm surprised you don't call <laughs> it that, is, Nando. It's called Turn Washington's Spies because it's about it's not about Washington, it's about his spies. If you say Turn, though, everybody knows. Oh, he's so humble, first of all, but also if you just call it Turn, I think everybody at this point knows. I guess. I never. They, it was called Turn originally for the first season, and then they changed the title in season two. Are you a celebrity mm-hmm. when you walk into the old se- – I mean, I know you're a celebrity wherever you go, but like when you walk into the old <laughs> 76er, you walk in there and they're like, oh, man, we got your table here, Mr. Khan. Yeah, that's the one spot. There. That's it. Is it really? That's what, Not Mount Vernon? No. No. no well, no. I mean, you know. Oh, whatever. Right. Umpire, automatic umpire idea. I think we have the fun solution here. And I think it'll be cool, too, because then the thing will come up and it'll be like half an inch off the plate and they'll go ball four. It's really ball four, not strike three. I think it'll add some excitement to, to baseball. 
can, can't hurt. All right. Uh, DVR, do you mind bringing that up on Rates and Barrels so it can hit that baseball real audience? And then maybe someone, someone's listening and then we can just no. go to the commissioner's I'm calling. I'm, I'm calling Doug Lambo right. right now. Right now. Yeah, you don't get pretty far just calling Doug. Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. I'm very excited. All right, cool. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I, I know we got a lot. Of, I, I just really want to hit this Todd Zola draft real quick. Um, and we can come back to some other stuff. We could weave this in. But DVR, before, like, what, what's the weird rule here? Because there has to be some kind of weird rule here for the way this first round went. You have to send all the picks in by mail um, to a no. P.O. box in New Hampshire. <laughs> no, I mean, like, there's got to be a scoring quirk, right? No, it's a five by five. This is just a, a satellite league uh, for the NFC. It's a 15 teamer. It's loaded up with some very good NFC players. And then there's a few other people like Todd and I who are in there that are kind of trying to climb up the ranks and, and hold our own with this group. I think we. We've done this for four years together now, and we're always kind of in that top half, just outside the money, living in that spot where no one cares how you're doing. You're not getting destroyed every year, but you're not winning. You're not cashing. So that's a problem. And the problem we've noticed year over year with this team, we always end up with a ton of pitching, and we're always chasing hitting and fab throughout the season every single year. So we tried to shake things up a little bit with our approach, and I'm not sure if we got far enough away from the typical builds that we've uh, we put together, but I do like what we put together from the 11 spot. Oh, your draft with, I get it now. I thought Zola was running this draft and you were part of it with industry people, but you're teammates with Todd Zola. Yep, yep, co-manager. I, I'm I'm on board with the co-managing thing. I, I'm doing that for yeah, the, right. the football pentathlon that I put together for the first time. And the cool thing is, so obviously since, since I moved, I'm not in touch day-to-day, week-to-week with people I was spending more time with in Madison, so I'm, I'm sharing it with Mike Doria, one of the football editors at Rotowire. So it's like a weekly check-in with someone that I probably would have lost touch with. I would have checked in once every few months, so just that aspect of it yeah. is cool, right? Just just <laughs> having would. like the TV, friendship would, like, side of it. I love it because I keep in touch with the guy, and I'm like, I love it because I don't have to set lineups. The other guy will do it. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, but, that's but, it's also, but it's also good to have an error check. We've talked about that in the show before. We don't have to go into the, the pros of, of sharing the workload i mean it does help when you get into the the dog days of summer i can you imagine the relief if you've been running all your teams by yourself imagine that relief some weekend in july you want to go to the beach or you're at the beach oh i gotta i gotta get home i gotta do four hours of fab oh wait i've got a co-manager that can actually take care of this like hey Mm -hmm. I'll, i'll get this one this week you get this one this week and then we'll work on it together most weeks there's so many ways it can pay off but yeah the zola draft uh, it's, uh, it's a draft that's been going on for a while. I don't know if Todd is an original member, but yeah, he added me a few years ago. And it's just fun to go through this exercise without projections, you know, without any sort of group think on ADP, tons of back and forth, Gchat and text, just trying to figure out what do we do here? Like, how, how far is this guy going to fall? You just you have no previous auctions or drafts to look at to really understand like what the rest of the room is trying to do. There's some weird. So, which uh, before we get, what's Shohei Otani? What's his deal? Can you move him back and forth? Yeah, same rules as last year for Otani. Um, if he's a hitter at the beginning of the week, then he he's a hitter all week, and you could take him out on Friday and play somebody else. If, like, let's say he's pitching on Sunday and he's going to get a day off Saturday, so you want to play a different bat on Friday, you're allowed to do that. If you pitch him in the beginning of the week, then he's a pitcher all week, and you can't sub him in on Friday. That's how they're they're handling it again next year. Interesting. All right, so. Uh, I don't know. So here we go. I'll just read the first round, and I like I don't know. It's, it was a weird looking first round. It's not how I expected the first round twenty twenty two to look. First pick Max Scherzer, then Tatis, Trey Turner, Walker Bueller. Man, that's a lot of Dodgers up top. Yeah. Uh, Turner Bueller, Vlad Guerrero went fifth. Shohei Otani went sixth. Juan Soto seventh. Bo Bichette eighth. Jose Ramirez ninth. Mookie Betts tenth. Mookie Betts tenth. Corbin Burns eleventh. Bryce Harper, 12th, Garrett Cole, 13th, Kyle Tucker, 14th, and then on the turn, it was Acuna and Ozzie Albies. Uh, and then I'll just, Mike Trout was the next pick on the, the comeback for the second pick of the second round. Um, I did not expect to see Max Scherzer going first, Ian. What's, what's no, up with that? No, yeah. I, 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 I find that uh, weird. And Bueller, 4th. Um, that might even be weirder, actually. I, Is that I Matt Medica? No, he's All not right. in this draft. All right. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, it was DVR sent us this thing and didn't tell us what team it was. So I went through all the teams trying to figure out what team was DVR and Todd's. And oh, I can read I the text wrong. exchange here. You're, you you <laughs> guessed seven. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I was like, well, because <laughs> it was one of I knew it was one of these six or seven teams. Like I, I could eliminate a bunch of them from choices that were made. Where I was like, there's no way these guys made that choice. You know, and looking up and down, like just weird choices that were sort of like, huh, I don't get that. Like, really? Like, Bobby, one, I hate to be hard on people, but Bobby Witt in the seventh round, that strikes me as bizarre. You know, I mean, Wander Franco, the, the same player saying Wander Franco in the fifth, Mondesi in the fourth, and Tyler O'Neill in the third. Um, and so it was, I just was like, DVR and Todd aren't going to do it that way. Like they're just, they, they wouldn't make that call. So I was able to eliminate a bunch of teams. And the team that I liked the best um, was team 14. I don't know if I liked it the best, but I thought it was DVR's team because I had Kyle Tucker. And I know how much Derek loves Kyle Tucker. Yeah, and Trout. Start. Look at those first four. I know. I really like that. That's almost like four. an Econ team. <laughs> but I'm not a huge fan of Manoa, Alec Manoa so high. At five with a fifth round pick, I don't, I can't, I can't get behind that at all. Yeah, it's like you get the, um, so you get Tucker Trout, Judge, and Eloy Jimenez as your first four. Awesome, like, Whoa. love it. And then Alec Manoa and Trevor Rogers, and, yeah. and then you come back with Jesse Winker, you're like, all right. And then it's Jonathan India, Framber Valdez. India is good. India is good. I, I like India. I, I mean, I don't because I, I also I think he got a good price on India. I think that that that's a that's a good place to get Jonathan India. If you look at his numbers, you could have had Luis Severino. Yeah, man. I would say I'm not buying Luis Severino either. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I guess I don't know where I want to buy pitching because Sonny all Gray. of these pitchers feel like they're in the wrong spot for me. Well, I mean, I, yeah, uh, the the pitching thing, I I feel like it's easier to quickly re rack and value pitching for the next season than it is to value hitting. That's probably why the pitcher hitter balance that I talked about the struggles we've had. That's why it's played out that way. Like I just have more confidence in which pitchers to take in when than I do in in the hitters. Because there's so much more that could go on with a hitter, right? A hitter could end up in a more hitter-friendly environment and be the same guy and just be better because of that. The lineup could get better. The lineup could get worse. All those types of things could happen. And then, of course, there's questions of health over the full season that are quite a bit more, I don't know, they're more challenging to figure out for hitters. How much did that hamstring injury that this hitter played through, how much did that actually impact the numbers too like all that kind of stuff i think is a little harder to sort out it takes more time to sort it out at least even if it's not that much more difficult but the there is a dead spot with the pitching at least i thought there was right around the, the fifth round like late round five early round six there are names that you like but you're not getting a lot of track record you're yeah. pushing guys up to their highest ever adps or you're getting guys that really showed us some some scary stuff over the course of 2021 like a, a lot more downside than we expected right so just to, to put a few names on it we're, we're talking about like blake snell for example he falls like but how, how good do you feel about blake snell in the seventh round like a lot of his success late in the year came with a shorter arsenal and i think when it's come up before i've said he's probably going to tinker and try and get something back, try to get the change up back, try to get back to three pitches for 2022, right? Like Blake Snell's not sitting there today going, yeah, my 2021 was great and I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to play video games and do the bare minimum this offseason. It's probably, hey, I got to get this figured out. Otherwise, I'm going to get yanked in the fourth and fifth inning all the time and that's going to cost me some money long term. But you see guys like that. Tyler Molly was a seventh rounder. Luis Castillo, who I think 
That's the one guy I see that I was like, I like that price. Yeah, in the I sixth really, round, I think he's... I like that price. He kind of stands out to me as a guy that, that fell a little, that probably makes a lot of sense. Dylan Cease at a, a career-high price in the sixth round, right? Ranger Suarez is up in that group. I mean, there's some... There are some slippery high. players in that like group, guys that, that you just you could look at and go, wow, I, I, I like that player, but I don't necessarily like that player going that early. Yeah, I don't like most of this. Like, I don't I keep coming back to Dalton Varsho in the 10th. I don't I don't understand that. I just can't. I cannot wrap my head around that choice. I actually like that. That was that was on our really? radar. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't end up doing it because at 150. Yeah, we, I mean, were, we, you, we were looking at Varsho versus Grandal, I think was the, yeah, that was the question, because we, we had our choice coming back through, and I think Grandal, even though he had knee surgery, he was, oh, he was mashing huge. this year. I mean, He was mashing. Mashing. Great lineup. I think but Varsho... Were, what, why are you on Varsho at that wait, level? Is, I mean, he, he doesn't have the playing time yet. I, will, he, I, will he be outfield with catcher eligibility? Is that what you were thinking? I think so. I, I think the playing time okay. takes a pretty big leap over a full season. The second half, he was pretty much a regular for them, and he was crushing the ball, and he still brings that speed. I've always liked him as a hitter. I think he can be better than okay. average in batting average, kind of decent in power for a catcher, clearly above average in terms of steals for a catcher-eligible player. And I think because the playing time will level out, I think the runs and the RBIs are going to be solid, even in a bad team. A lot team. of outfielders in Arizona that are coming up. Yeah, I just i i think I, I think he's a priority for them. And maybe they okay. trade Carson Kelly or they do something else and open up some time behind the plate. But I'm not too worried about the playing time now. I think the question is, if you like him in the tenth, do you like him much earlier than that? I think the current answer is wow. no. I don't want to push him any earlier than that. But I, I felt like that was a a good time. I, I thought Varsho versus Grandal, based on how your team was built, was a conversation worth having. Wow, I wish this was color coded. Yeah, I'm, sorry I didn't color code it. I missed. I've missed out. I've missed out on on that. Um, I noticed that Mancata fell to the eleventh to the twelfth eleventh round. Did that surprise you that he fell that far? Yeah, and I'm I'm sure at some point he was among the names we were thinking about because I think you got him, didn't you? Oh no, no, that's fourteen. That's yeah. the team that I really like. Fourteen. I, I like him at at that price because playing time shouldn't be an issue. This is a White Sox team that didn't have a lot of infield depth. Moncada is the kind of guy that can max out volume wise, could play 150 plus games. You get those great counting stats. I, I think the question we all need to answer is, okay, so where was the power? Like 2020, he talked about COVID and how that impacted him for a while. And, and he just didn't really get over it over the shortened season, even though he kind of played through it. The power didn't come all the way back in 2021. He's still young though. Still talking about he's a guy who, I mean, he's going to be 27 in May. So it's possible we haven't seen his best power season yet. I think we've probably seen his best slash line, 315, 367, 548. You're not getting, I don't think you're getting that average with that power together again. That seems like that might be a pretty clear outlier. But could he pop 25 to 30 homers again? That's, that's kind of the open question. I don't think he has to to make value if he's going to fall that far. So I think he absolutely makes sense as, like a mid-round value bat, regardless of whether or not you think the power is going to be there. But I'm curious, Ian. Like you've had some concerns about Mancada. You didn't really have him anywhere going into the season, if I remember correctly. So that's correct. Are you interested in him at a discounted price? Looking at what yeah. he's done in the past and looking at what 2021 turned out to be. I mean, to get him with the 160th pick in the draft, as opposed to, I mean, he was going in the fourth round last year, and I was pretty much on record saying he's spending too much time making records. Um, but no, for eleventh uh, round is is good. I mean, it's so weird. Like I'm, it's so early still. But I'm looking, and there's like nobody I like at their prices. You know who I kind of <laughs> like? I mean, like nobody. I really a team. If you look at team thirteen, I don't like Simeon so early. I think we talked about this. I talked about this on some shows. Like I rather wait and pay for Polanco later. But I like what happened later in the tenth and eleventh round and twelfth round. I like that those rounds. And the uh, he he took Syndergaard. In the tenth, Kershaw in the eleventh, Joey Gallo in the twelfth, and then Clevenger in the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think that's the way I'm going this year. Is like wait on those, wait on those guys, wait on guys who like I don't want to pay for Alec Manoa. Do I mean, you know, I mean, do do you do you want to pay for Alec Manoa, a fifth round pick? I mean, that's 
Hold on, it says one, two, three, four. Yeah, he's the 61st pick in this draft. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to give a kid that had, what, 12 starts? Good starts, he's good. But I can't trust young pitching like that, can you? It's harder for me to trust young pitchers, even though I have more confidence in pitchers on, on smaller samples compared to hitters. It's still hard for me to trust them because I feel like there's always value a few rounds later than that window. That's just a certain spot in the draft where I always like the hitters that are available quite a bit more than the pitchers. Yeah. And if you waited just a little longer, we got Shane McClanahan. Todd and I got him in the eighth round. I, I, what's the difference between McClanahan and Manoa at this point? They both had to deal with the AL East. McClanahan gets the slightly more pitcher-friendly home park. Usage on McClanahan actually wasn't that different. It wasn't like if you looked game by game, he was only going three or four innings. He was used like a pretty regular starter, so I don't think you're giving up much in that regard either. If I'm going to take a young pitcher early, air quotes, I'd much rather do it in that round eight, round nine, round ten range, which is where McClanahan went, and Logan Gilbert went there too. I know his August was absolutely terrible, um, so I think there's a, a little bit of a discount on him just because of a, a rough stretch for him late in the season. But I thought Cindergard in the 10th was definitely a value worth taking. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a good pick. I think Cindergard versus Gilbert was probably something that Todd and I had to at least think about. And this this draft happened, or at least that pick happened, before Kershaw got hurt, too. So that wasn't a... What? At least I'm pretty, no, wait a minute. No. That had to no, be no, when we didn't right. know how bad Kershaw was hurt. Yeah, that's what it was. Kershaw, Kershaw would be going in the third round. Yeah, I was thinking about the timing. Some, some of the stuff that's happened, like it was before Scherzer got hurt. That's why Scherzer yes. went 1-1, obviously. Right. Um, what do you think, Nando? Nando, do you think that he that these these pitchers are going too early? Well, here's my problem with the Alec Manoa. And I look, I'm the kind of guy, like, if you whoever Team 14 is, I'm sure they have something that's, like, very solidly Alex, Alec Manoa is going to take the next step. And Trevor sure. Rogers is going to you know continue to excel. Because I can play like that sometimes. If you look at the staff as a whole, they started to really get some good stuff toward the end on that team. Like Alec Manoa is their ace technically. So like within the context of taking him in the fifth round, uh, I think I'd be okay with that if I already had like my guy. Um, but he is your guy now. So I, like, I don't know, the, the building around him, I would probably attack it more. Instead they went, you know, Winker, India, um, Hoskins with three of their next four picks. Um, but as you go down, like they got Tariq Skubal in the 14th, which I like, um, Vidal Bruhan. I have no idea how that's going to play out. Uh, for actually for a second there, I thought it was Bruce Dark greater on. I thought it was great, but I'm getting those two confused already off season. <laughs> um, Taiwan Walker. Great. Zach Eflin could go either way. I know a lot of people like him. Carlos Carrasco in the 23rd, which could turn I out like to that, be actually tremendous. Uh, Jake Odorizzi could go either way in the 26th. Um, and then column A, it seems like they don't have enough pitchers actually. Now that I read these all out loud here, it's not, they may have just, just nine pitchers. Anyway, in the context, uh, I don't love it, but as just a fifth rounder, you've already have a pitcher in there. I'm totally cool with that move. Not necessarily that particular pitcher, but with that move. Yeah. I mean, but, and they, we love their top four picks. So it's not a total slam job on 14 at all. Because Tucker, Trout, Judge, Eloy is is really impressive. I mean, they they probably well, India is going to be more. Text us who it is, so we don't either. We can go in on them, or we won't hurt their feelings anymore. No, no, I, I like if the team. Like I them. thought I like the fourteen team. Um, I, 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 oh boy, Jordan Alvarez, holy smoke, that guy is good. Holy smoke, and he's going to have outfield eligibility next year for sure, right? Yep, yep, he's oh. got it. I mean. That's got to be that. That's 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 a nice pick for you, right there in the fourth round. It's interesting though. Like another pick that I really like for you is Alec Bregman and Alex Bregman in the seventh. I love Logan Webb in the sixth. Like that makes sense to me. Like, What's the difference between Webb and Manoa though? Uh, older, a little bit longer of a track record. Uh, much better uh, ballpark slash division to be in. I think. Well, I don't know if that's. I mean, they got their ace, true. so they got Corbin Burns, and they backed them up with a shot on Logan Webb. I like I could see, see getting Burns and then taking your shot on Manoa if you really believe in Manoa. Okay, that might that might look a little bit different. I just I don't know. You, you kind of want to get an anchor to your staff, and I just don't think. I, but you know, you could look at it this way: Manoa and Rogers. You got two shots at it, two shots at a possible ace. But there's injury injury concerns with Rogers, and Manoa's just a kid. I mean, he's just a kid. I don't know. I just I I can't. I wouldn't build that way. Can we go back? I, I, can we go back to Mookie Betts? 
Yeah. Did he? I mean, is that crazy fall, or am I missing something? That's actually. I think they they did a little bit of a reach to get him. Really? I think Betts falls even a little bit further. You can make an argument for. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I, I look. I could see taking Betts at ten easily, easily. But I don't see him. I wouldn't take him over any of the guys ahead of him. Yeah. Well. Eh, maybe Scherzer. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that that pick that pick surprised me. I I think that surprised a lot of people. And yeah, I, I think the problem here, if you believe Scherzer is a mid first rounder or a late first rounder, and you think he's the best pitcher on the board, and you got that first pick, well, you have to take him in that spot if you're going to take him at all, because he's not going to be there coming back in two. But I don't see the pool quite like that. I think with Betts, there's a little more of that logic where. I don't think Betts was making it back to Team 10 in round two. If you believe no, Mookie not, no. is a late first rounder and you think he's safer than a lot of the guys that go on the turn, you don't have to deal with the questions about coming off an ACL like Acuna at 15, which could be a steal depending on how that recovery goes. It's a Absolutely. great unknown this early in the process. You know, If you think he's a lot safer than Kyle Tucker, uh, if you feel like Trout, because of health, doesn't belong in the first round anymore, like I, I, can, I can get there. I can easily say that like, Mookie Betts is viable at 10. I don't think that was a, a big stretch at all. I think it also comes down to that team being comfortable taking Jacob deGrom in the second round, not knowing where he's at health-wise, right? I mean, that's a that's one of the biggest mysteries right now as we get into, I guess what we'll call draft champion season, right? Those draft and hold leagues start uh -huh. up yeah. in about, I don't know, three or four weeks. People start getting into those a little bit closer to Thanksgiving, but are you comfortable spending a, a late first or a mid-second round pick on, on Jacob deGrom right now, just given no. what we know or don't know about his health? Nope. I'm not. No. No way. Also, no way. if I got to the wheel at 15 and Acuna and Trout are sitting there, <laughs> I'm taking Acuna and Trout. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just going to, if Trout is available, I, I, I just can't pass that by. I, I, I don't think, think that there's... had one bad season. I just don't yeah. get this. No, he said no, 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 not one. He's had two. A short, a short in the sixty-game season. I'm not counting anything. He was good. No, no, no. He was good in the six in the sixty-game season. He was good. It was the year before that he struggled. Well, that was but playing for a contract, you know. But Mookie Betts' down years are so incredibly good compared to a typical player's down year. I mean, yeah, you lost a little batting average this year, but. I guess it was it was also the injury, right? 122 games. Like if you crank that up to 145 or 150, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the the plate skills are still intact, right? He doesn't strike out a lot. He still draws walks. I think there's reason to believe he can get the stolen bases back up into the high teens, maybe low 20s over a full season with health. I mean, I don't think he's lost that much. He's still 30% better than a league average hitter on a bad hip, and he's still not even 30 years old. So maybe there's some of the I don't know, the the Yelich doubt kind of creeping in a little bit since he fell a ton by the way. But I don't think that situation is quite the same as, as Betts' situation. I mean, I think a, an offseason to rest his hip especially gives me a lot of reason to believe he's going to come back and return something, if not in the first round value-wise, very close to it. Yeah. 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 I can yeah, see Otani sure. going first overall. I can see Vlad going first overall. I could see Tatis going first. That's probably the popular pick. It'll leave it by the time. I can't. You can't, you can't go Otani first overall. Oh, well, you you me? He's can't. amazing. At he's, he's an He's a stud at two positions. Yeah, for your but, fantasy you to, but you don't get to use him in two positions. So, so you then he's really you could twice in a week. You could use him as a hitter for four days and then a pitcher. No, you can't. Not I thought this, that's the way you explained it. No, 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 no. no, no, no he, he's whatever you, you use him at the beginning different. of the week. That's what he stays at. Right. So Fine. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> the but guy I mean, he's not, for it's me, not like four days on and three days off to pitch anymore. Otani, this is I'm hitting home runs and striking out ten guys in the same game. Otani. Yeah, but the strikeouts don't help you. Um, although I did use him in a number of leagues as a pitcher in August and September when I had injuries, and you could you could do that. But I don't know. I I I would take uh, Trey Turner number one right now, even with his really poor job that he you know really poor job. He's just such a valuable fantasy player with the speed, um, with the speed and with the with the with the average and with the power. I mean, you know, he's just a, a fantastic player. And I would take him over Tatis because injury concerns are not as much. And Tatis did not get the surgery. So another one that was really surprising from team one is Chris Sale at at pick thirty in the you know the last pick of the second round. I I know it was before he struggled in the playoffs, but even before that, I, I just that's not that's not 
that's not, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think that's too high. I have a lot of questions about that, that team. I mean, I love Frankie Montas. I don't know if I would pick him at 60, uh, right there. Um, but Nikki Lopez in the, in the sixth round, does that seem weird? Yeah. DBR yep. Texas, who team number one was too. While you're at it. No, I'm not going to do that. Come on. We no, want to know matter. these things. I mean, oh, Zola, no, don't tell he, me. He's got, he's got some other good picks that he has later on. So it's not, it's not a shot at him. I just don't understand the thought process behind Nikki Lopez that early. I mean, ahead of right with Jorge Polanco. I just, I, I just don't get that. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, Jorge Polanco went in the, did you guys consider Polanco DVR? Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely among the players we were thinking about at that range. I mean, Polanco has done it twice now too. So it's not, yeah. it's not as though 2021 is the career year outlier. I think we wondered if 2019 was that rabbit ball outlier for him. And I, I think end of the sixth round back of the top 100 makes sense for him. I'm comfortable drafting him there. I don't know how much I'd want to push him up from there. Like what's the, what's the earliest you would actually want to draft Jorge Polanco. Top of the fifth. Top of the fifth. So like 65, pick. 70 overall, maybe at the, uh, at the 70, earliest. Some, somewhere in the 70s, yeah, I would, I would, I would go there. Sure. Okay. Especially because of the dual eligibility. It just gives you so many more options. I'm just looking through the pitchers, and like, I don't like any of the prices. It's, I was it's thinking just, the same thing. This is, this is going to be a weird year for pitching. I think my teams are all going to be pitchers in the, you know, one pitcher up top, and then a bunch of pitchers from like 9 to 14, almost exclusively pitchers or something like that. Well, I mean, even in that area, like, what do we like from the night? Let's look at the ninth round to the 14th round. Well, I wasn't even actually looking at the, the people in that range. That's usually just where I hit those guys that I like who have the upside. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's more like 11th to 18th. I just don't. I, I, well, I guess so Luis not... Garcia went in the eighth. <laughs> I'm so, I'm Shane so McClanahan. All right, Shane McClanahan in the eighth. Uh,. I kind of like. I guess I just like old pitchers. I just want older guys who I trust aren't going to get shut down. Where'd Nestor Cortez go? He went like the sixteenth. There you go, Cortez in the sixteenth. I would jump him up a couple rounds just to make sure I get him. Sonny Gray in the tenth. I think could end up being a pretty good deal. Decent. Cal Quantrill exactly. in the twelfth. Uh, could go either way. I love Tristan Please. McKenzie. DVR. You got Tristan McKenzie pretty late for what he's worth. Yeah, I, I think there's risk about how he holds up over a full season and uh, it's kind of like to me he's the pitcher equivalent of Dalton Varsho just in that he had a great half season and now we just have to see how it plays over a full 162 can he do it for 30 starts can he can he come out hold velocity and maintain command consistently at that price I think if you're wrong or if he goes through a stretch where he doesn't have it you can at least comfortably sit him down you're not going to keep talking yourself into playing him in all of the matchups you'll be a little more careful with him I, I don't know if that's where he settles in I'd be really curious to to see where his ADP ends up once we get to the late part of March but if he's going to sit there in double digit rounds I'm interested and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free hey Frank a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct TV what's the little birdie was it Jimmy the Sparrow it's a figure of speech point is you can stream direct TV over the internet now oh sure next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people right <laughs> you mean airplanes stream direct TV without a satellite dish visit directtv.com High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Is Joey Bart one of the 25th? Casey Mize went in the 14th round, right? To me, I mean, that, that is there a, I mean, he hasn't had the success of Rodgers. And Manning went in the 21st. Right. So I was, Manning was the first one I looked at, and then I was like, oh, where's Casey Mize? There's Casey Mize. But like, we're betting against those guys because they struggled in their first taste of the major leagues. And I guess, well, look, Alec Manoa could be the next coming, right? I mean, he could be Jose Fernandez 2.0. Where did Pearson go? Kind of looks like him. What? 
Sorry, I'm just speaking out loud now. I'm got, Nate my Pearson. mind's going in like a billion different directions. Yeah, I don't know. Nate Pearson went the twenty fourth. Jose Barrios won the twenty second. No. Anyway, continue. No, Jose Barrero went in the twenty second. Oh, Jose Barrios went in the <laughs> yeah, Barrios yeah. is a fifth rounder. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is about right. I mean I was just testing there's you. one Lance Lynn in the fifth round I like. Jose Barrios in the fifth round. Joe Musgrove. I like that. I like I mean, I guess that's the thing. It's like he took Manoa over Morton, Peralta, Musgrove, Barrios, and Lance Lynn. I don't know, man. I I just I'm not sure about all that. So it was going to be pretty awkward if uh, Freddie Peralta was still there in the fifth round when it got back to Todd and I. He went a couple picks before us. He went 5-9, so it it wasn't an issue. But with, with Burns, Mullins, Bogarts, and Jordan, it was you know pitcher, three hitters. A pitcher in the fifth was a possibility. And, and for me to go Burns-Peralta in the first and fifth, I'm kind of glad that I had a guardrail in the form of Zola to, to possibly talk me out of that, but I think left to my own devices, if I had that choice, I would have taken Peralta in yeah, the fifth. That makes sense. I think it's a good fifth round pick. Oh, I was going the wrong way. So actually I should, to, to be fair to this guy, to this uh, person, um, all those guys were taken ahead of him. So that makes a little bit more sense. Okay, cool. Cause uh, yeah. Yeah. Manoa fifth. I, I, I was doing it the wrong direction, right? Right, so yeah, one, two, three, four, yeah, yeah. So Manoa came after all those guys, um, but I still would have taken Logan Webb ahead of Alec Manoa. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I would have done that. You took Altuve in the fifth. I kind of like that. I do. I like Breg- Logan Webb in the si- uh, sixth, Bregman in the seventh, McClanahan in the eighth, and Logan Gilbert in the ninth. Okay, Grandal in the tenth. Good. Mancini in the eleventh. I like Adamas. Okay. Uh, McKenzie, good in the 13th. Vaughn, very good in the 14th. Jesus Sanchez, you think? That was probably more Todd than me, but I think at the same time, I I didn't say, no, let's not do Mm -hmm. that. I think the playing time is really stable for him. He's got nothing left to prove at AAA. I think he's going to hit higher in the batting order there than he'd hit anywhere else, so that bodes well for the counting stats. So. I, I think it's fine. I, I would say you could you could give me that pick to myself, and I'd probably go a slightly different direction. But I don't hate it. Yeah, like Nelson Cruz, you could have gotten in that spot. Probably I don't know. Well, you, well, no, you could have you could have done that. Rutschman in the sixteenth. I rather like that. I think that's I think that's the right spot for him. Mustakas in the seventeenth. I don't know. Uh, Kikuchi in the 18th, I like. Lux in the 19th, I love. Fam in the 20th, I really like. Patino, 21, I like. Paddock in the appropriate spot, 22nd round. That sounds about right. Uh, Nimmo, good. Kirk, I like. Hura, <laughs> give up the ghost, bro. And uh, Brian <laughs> De La Cruz, I, I don't know much. <laughs> what a dick. Sorry. Uh, that's Look, I, I've been off Hura for, for a good long time, and I, I just don't believe I, I mean, well, the You're 20th round for his Midwestern bias, basically. Well, he needs it. That guy needs a trade to the American League is what that guy needs. Or universal DH. Right. Or universal DH. That's true. Which which definitely could come to pass. But it, it was it was rather interesting. We got to get back to some. There's some other stuff on this breakdown that was of some interest. Can we get back to that? Before oh, so we sorry. Get yeah, it? we were sorry. We we're breaking down a draft that people might want to hear. Uh, yeah. Let, yeah no, let, let's you get, should be sorry. <laughs> let's you get back. Hey, uh, Ian wants to talk about. <laughs> Yes. He wants, wants to talk about, about Otani's award from the commissioner. That was cool. I was just, you know, I was just trying to get things know, down. No, 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 not really. No, no. no let's Yankees talk about Kyle keeping... Seager going to the Yankees. Mm, Corey Seager. Um, Corey Seager might go to the Yankees. It's, they were talking about like $340 million. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, there's got to be a better. <laughs> and and I think I would enjoy, uh, although Correa is a righty, I, th- I think Correa would look pretty good in pinstripes. Uh, one one thing I want to say, I've been very hard on the Houston Astros on this show, but I love Dusty Baker so much. I found myself rooting for the Astros and oddly, even more oddly, I was rooting for the Red Sox against the Astros. So it's like my, my brain just doesn't even know what to do at this point. But I want to ask you guys, what do you think about the Yankees keeping Aaron Boone? I'm okay with it. What do you think? I hate it. Why? And I hate to say it because probably a nice guy, but it's just not. They need a jolt of something new over there. Like, they just need some new voice, some new whatever. I understand he's like, quote unquote, puppet of the front office. Um, but like, I just feel like they need someone with some fire. You know what I mean? Like, I know he yelled at the umps once and everyone thinks he's fiery, but he's just, uh, 
He's not fiery. He's like faux not... Tori. You know, like, and that just doesn't work, I think, when you're that young. <laughs> I don't know. But like, Joe Tori was like older. Sagacity, I know, but you know? to go from Joe Tori to faux Tori is so good. It made me very happy. <laughs> DBR, what do you think? <laughs> How many managers, tell, tell me which managers there are in the league right now who are loud and fiery and are winning a lot right now? Like, who, who has that sort of disposition, that, that personality, and has a team that's just crushing it? You challenging me? I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm just. I, I don't. No, that's way. not dusty at all. Dusty is like. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm rooting for the Astros. Brian Snicker. Nope. No. <laughs> Snicker is like <laughs> Snicker. Snicker. Like I. I I'm not saying that's like, what every manager has to be. I'm saying that's what the Yankees need. I don't know. I don't that's a, that's why, why are they? Why are they, that is a why are they different? There are, you know, there are a lot of rich, you know, high-paid players. The Yankees. You I don't think that's their problem because the Dodgers run the highest payroll in the league. And Dave Roberts is very calm. Like, what did they not what win this year done? because Dave Roberts didn't scream at them? They won yeah. last year. They won last year in a sixty-game fake season. They yeah, won a longer counts. postseason. With Thirty teams made the postseason. They, they well, yeah. They also won a longer postseason tournament last year. It's true. They did, and they they are the they are a worthy champion. I my, <laughs> so I like, think, you think some Dodgers are listening. No, I just <laughs> my opinion. No, but Boone, but Boone, Boone has a good. He he's good. I, I I I if he were free, the Padres would have signed him in two minutes. Ian, what do you think about him not having any loyalty to Phil Nevin? I think that that makes a certain amount of sense. You kind of you couldn't have Phil Nevin out there after what happened this year. I mean, he really he really struggled in that position. I'd have been okay if they moved him to first base. But what they want to do is they want to bring in somebody who can be uh, a tough guy. And. You know, I mean, I I understand why they kept him. I do. the The team wasn't very good. That was the problem. The team wasn't very good. They, it wasn't well constructed. They 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 don't play baseball. They play long ball, and it's really uh, it's it's really not it's really not great. It's really not great. Well, the deadline so, moves. Are weird. Yeah, I, the deadline moves tried to help. I mean, I th- I think they're going to keep Rizzo if they can keep him on a decent contract. I think that that would be I think that would be valuable. Because he he could be good, he could be really good in New York, and he's such a great guy to watch every day because he's always smiling in the dugout. And I think that that um, I think that that I think that that matters. One it. more thing I wanted to say before we have to wrap. Do we have to wrap? Guys, are you calling it? I'm not calling. Well, DVR's got to go. Right, said, yeah, yeah, that's right. DVR said it to go. One thing I want you to notice about Travis Darno behind the plate. I really like Travis Darno. I like him a lot. I mean, a former top prospect, if you remember back, he was a top 10 prospect back when I was starting out. Maybe top, like, number eight prospect. Back when you were starting for, out, what? Uh, in fantasy baseball. All right. Really <laughs> diving into the game. 2012. That was very was vague. When I first, no, no, no. When I was first, when I was first starting, back in my day, as my kids always say to me. Um, <laughs> but watch him when he's catching. Every time a pitcher throws a strike, watch what he does with his catching glove. I freaking love it. He catches the ball and he points at the pitcher and goes, boy. that's it. Watch it. It's so cool. And it, it makes the pitcher, makes him do a better job. Just that, that energy between a pitcher and a catcher is so important. So I think if the Braves find a way to pull this out, and aren't you glad, DVR, we're not talking about every game. If they can find a way to figure that out, it's going to be Travis Darno behind the plate that makes the difference. I'm going to say that now. Yeah, I mean, I'd like Darno. I think he's actually going to be a little undervalued going into next season because of the lost time, and it's an extensive injury history, but top to bottom, it's a good lineup in Atlanta. That's probably not going to change overnight during the offseason, and looking at where he went in that league that I did with Todd, I think it was the he go? 17th, 18th round. So Ooh. very late for a guy that has probably a three-quarters playing time share behind the plate yes. and, and is with an above-average hitter. Yes, I, I'm, I'm all about that. If, if I walk out of a draft... With Travis Darno as my number one catcher, I'm going to be happy because I'm going to get him late. Yeah. Why is Nelson Cruz so late? Why was he in the 15th round? I don't think people are convinced that he's playing in 2022, or at least they're okay. not certain about it. But I mean, if you had to guess yes or no, at that at that point in the draft, he can retire and you're like, oh, I'm out of 15th round pick. So, oh, well. I would go higher with that. I got so I mean, many you... questions in this draft still. All right. Well, we, we'll be back. We're going to be back. We should do, let's with, do a draft champions. What is it? The oh, three no. of us together? 
No, like like the three of us with some other people. Let's just jump in. Oh, like one day. all of us, all of us uh, competing against each other. Okay. I mean, like Ooh. I don't want to be like you know. Let, let's invite the listeners. I mean, that would be awesome. I don't want to make it like a thing where it's a listeners league, and you know, we're like you know. No, we could. We I would do it about it. We can just share it once we stuff. sign up. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, we can just. I just start a one one fifty. We'll just do a one hundred fifty dollar. I'm gonna do like a twenty five dollar one to start. You know, <laughs> no. ask people to throw in no. that much money. That they don't have to join. Holidays no. coming up. People got to shop. No, <laughs> I'm not doing a twenty five dollar league. It takes on, too much time and effort. A so. twenty five dollar league win. in November, though. You know, people are taking it seriously. How many people yeah. are you buying gifts for this holiday season, Nando? Yeah, you're selling all your nine, baseball cards. I have nine nieces and nephews. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll do it. Yep. $150. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do a $150. That sounds like fun. I would do that. That'd be that'd be uh that'd be really enjoyable. I just want to do it. like now that I, I'm reading this, I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to come on. Like I I want to do this. Cool. No. All right. So we'll we'll do it and then we will uh and, and so how often are we gonna do this? Every two, three weeks or something? Although Nando's going on uh on, on vacation for a while, so it'll just be when DVR is like, okay, let's do it. Well here's the thing. Right, I can so it. I can do after darks. And it's like come on, it's November, it's a holiday season, you know, you get a little drunk, you get the the lights shining, you know, things are a little a little yeah. more shimmery, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can definitely do an after dark over the Christmas holidays for sure. What about will, the Thanksgiving will, holidays? Maybe, maybe, maybe we can. Yeah, yeah. Well, but we'll, we'll be back. Holidays. We'll be back. We'll be back. We we just, you know, we missed each other and we miss you guys. So we wanted to throw one out there for you and we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. All right. See you all later. All right. Well, you going to do the ending? Or you just <laughs> yeah, I know. There? I'm out of practice. <laughs> uh, for the guy. Who will most likely be the first one thanked in uh, Brick Giroli's uh, Edward R. Murrow acceptance speech. Yeah, I probably don't deserve a mention there. For the man. <laughs> For the man who has a series of texts from Doug Glanville that just say, sorry, man, didn't even see my phone ring. Ian Khan. <laughs> that just reminds me, I got to call Glanville. I'm going to call him as soon as we get off. I'm calling him. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, yeah, you know what? Shoot us some ideas. You can find us on Twitter. If you, if you want to maybe try Draft Champions, if you think Ian's being too rich for everyone's blood, let us know. And uh, we'll do it somehow, some way. It'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Thanks for listening. Hope this was uh, enjoyable. Happy Halloween, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.